Hello there, it's me, Richard Herring, again. Welcome to another new podcast. This one is called Happy Now, question mark, uh, and is an accompaniment to my current tour, which is also called Happy Now, which will be coming all around the UK uh, between February and June uh, 2016. If you're listening to this in the future, it is too late to come and see me on tour, but there may be a DVD you can watch and see what it's all about. So I want to take you through uh, what it's like on the road, how the shows are going, uh, and also to be discussing the nature of happiness, which is what this show is about. I think uh, hopefully all the material in this podcast will be different than the stuff in the show, almost certainly, Uh, but if I come up with something brilliant on this podcast, it might end up in the show, and there may be the occasional joke that I accidentally slip into this. So this is partly here to let you know that the tour is happening at all, uh, but also to find out what life is like on the road. If there's anything funny in the shows that happens, I can put those in. Uh, I also want to discuss the nature of happiness. Um, and I think to give you uh, an example of what it's the show's about, I will read for you from the front page of the free programme that you get if you come and see the show, uh, which starts with a quote from William Ringpeace Thackeray, as he was called by other novelists. Ah, vanitas vanitatum, which of us is happy in the world? Which which of us has his desire or having it is satisfied? Which is a good question, William Thackeray. Alas, you are dead now and will never be able to answer it. So this is my 12th solo stand-up show, which I will be examining whether happiness is possible or even desirable, how we might achieve it, and if contentment is kryptonite to the comedian. As you'd have noticed, if you've seen the poster or the poster image on this, podcast there's been an addition to my family a lovable lump of sexcrement called phoebe the thing i'd not anticipated about sexcrement is how much it excretes itself it's the excrement that keeps on excreting like something from a coprovile version of fantasia still i've never loved an enormous bottomless bag of shit more than i love my daughter if you followed the ups and downs of my lonely and ridiculous life over the last couple of decades, this will either give you a warm glow of delight because finally I seem to be getting my personal life into shape, or your heart will sink with the fear that if you come to the show you'll have to sit through 90 minutes of stories about nappies and pepper Pig and em- endless observations about fatherhood as if I'm the first person to ever have a child. Don't worry though, heartless idiots, it's only going to be about 75% that. And thanks for wishing me uh, many years of misery on me instead, just so you got something to laugh at. I've given you decades of material about being single and childless, and now you're getting itchy palms because I might talk about this urinary new development for 20 minutes. You make me sick. Turn this off, seriously. If you're that person, I don't want you listening to this. Go away. Um, But uh, the show is coming together quite well. As I wrote this introduction, I didn't know what was going to be in it. Uh, There's still some more to go. Uh, but the nature of happiness has turned out to be a rich subject. We spend our whole life trying to attain it and usually end up miserable because we fall short or discover, like Dobbin in Vanity Fair, that the prize we've set our hearts on is not worth the winning. And even if it is worth winning, once we've achieved that happiness, we then have to cope with the fear of losing it, and that can lead to more misery than if we'd never been happy in the first place. Do we want our clowns to be sad and our comedy to be tinged with tragedy, or should I just get out there on stage and do my fucking job and make you laugh? I'll do my best if you come and see the show. I think this is one of my uh, funniest shows so far. It's still There's still a little way uh, to go uh, in terms of writing it, which you might say, well, but Richard, don't you start in three or four days' time? I do. Uh, but uh, the show will develop over the course uh, of the tour. And what I quite like about this 
show. It's been different than the others in that usually I will work up to Edinburgh, do loads of previews, then I'll get a very solid hour in Edinburgh and then I'll tour that and expand it to 90 minutes. Uh, you may know that with this one, I didn't go to Edinburgh last year. I did all 12 of my one-man shows at the Leicester Square Theatre, culminating with the first performance of Happy Now, which was, um, you know, obviously that's that's a lot less stage time I've had with a show than before. I'd have done maybe 40 or 50 previews with other shows and then 20 or 30 times in Edinburgh. So, but it, it, there was a looseness to it that I liked and I've done it 10 or so times uh, since then. So it's it's developing all the time and coming together. But it feels more about stories and more about just chatting. And there are jokes in there and there, I think it's a very funny show, uh, but it's a kind of honest show, partly about fatherhood, uh, but... And it's not really about my baby because she's not very interesting yet. But obviously becoming a dad has changed me a lot. Um, But it's still full of, you know, routines about having sex with robots and nearly choking to death and, and my usual stupid concerns. Because I can't be happy, as I discussed in the show, because I can't turn off that part of my brain, uh, that makes me worry about things going wrong. I was skiing last week on a little brief holiday and, uh, I can't enjoy skiing, partly because I'm not very good at it, uh, and partly because you could just fly off over a cliff at any second. I don't really understand. I'll just fall over and bang your head and die. So I don't really understand what people get out of that. I think people try to lose themselves in situations, and that makes them happy. But I can't really lose myself in situations. I'm always thinking about what they mean and what's going on. Except weirdly, and I think this is something that I'm going to try and incorporate into the show that isn't quite in there yet. I think when I'm on stage and when I'm doing comedy... That's the zone that I can be happy in. I did a gig in Hitchin in January, and uh, I hadn't gigged for nearly two months properly. I'm on a, you know, a decent long set of mine and a couple of charity gigs, but I hadn't done the proper show. And I just felt ridiculously happy afterwards and full of endorphins and like I was on drugs, and I don't really take drugs. Uh, and I, never, I certainly don't take them now, and I never really did. Uh, and, um, and, you know, I realised that on stage I could lose myself in this character that is isn't quite me, but is a is a slightly weird version of myself. Um, so that's a bit tragic. It's a bit tragic that stand-up comedy can make me that happy, uh, and it's a bit tragic that <laughs> that's the only place. Even when making love to my wife, I'm still worrying, you know, about what could go wrong. <laughs> but you know, I've done a show all about penises, so I know all the things that can go wrong in sex. So it is a worrying thing. Uh, many people will lose themselves in, in those kind of things. But as I, I will discuss that in the show, so I won't talk about that uh, too much. Uh, and I'll read you another bit from the program to keep us going, uh, which is about uh, my daughter. The biggest change in my life this year has been the birth of my daughter, Phoebe Doris Joy Herring. Her middle name's taken from her two great grandmothers, including Doris, who some of you will be familiar with if you've seen my recent shows. Her name translates as bright gift, happy fish, more or less, which seems to suit her. She's the source of much of my happiness, as well as a whole world of pain, fear, responsibility and liquid. She's an amazing bag of urine. There's so much urine in there, I don't know where it comes from. And yet she still finds the fluid to vomit on me as well. I've got a whole bottle down me this morning. It's brilliant. Don't let any parent tell you differently. I've come to fatherhood late in life. In fact, I became a dad at almost the same age to the day as my father had been when he first became a granddad. But I'm loving this more than I could ever have imagined. Phoebe's a very happy and placid young lady who loves to laugh and who isn't a pushover for me at least. She laughs at her grandmother all day long. Making a laugh is better than making a hundred rooms of idiots like you before. Uh, I may be trying out some of the material that she enjoys on this tour. I hope you find me singing Frere Jacques with most of the words changed to ding or dong as funny as she does. Um, in fact, today, uh, this is 
she, I yesterday rather, I was. Um, she doesn't like having her nose wiped, as I seem to remember. This was the same for me and all children and babies. And she pulls a stupid face and gets angry if I do it. Uh, so I started pulling that face back to her. And she really laughed at me pulling the face. It was a, it was the first bit of observational comedy she's got. She understood that I was making the same face as her. And she was laughing at how ridiculous I looked making that face, understanding, yeah, I've been there. I know what that's like, Dad. That's what it's like for me. But then when I tried to wipe her nose again, she still did the same thing again. So, you know, she can la- she can laugh at it, but she, st- she can't laugh at herself yet. But uh, it's, it's, it's lovely making her, her laugh. She seems pretty funny herself, and I'm planning to be training her up as a super comedian. I may, I may keep her out of school so I can spend all day teaching her how to throw and receive a custard pie so that she can go up to the Edinburgh Fringe and win all the awards, and then as she accepts them, shout, This is for my dad. You were wrong to ignore him. He is slash was the great best comedian in the world, and I owe it all to him. And then all the awards committee members and journalists and TV producers will say, Oh, no, we were wrong about Richard Herring. We retrospectively give him all the awards and TV shows and now we shall all resign. That is my dream. I think it's very important not to bring up your children, bring your children to the world without a lot of thought. And I think about this all the time, so I really have thought about it. I can't wait for all my dreams to come true. If Phoebe doesn't want to be a comedian, then that is, of course, fine. I'll simply disown her and leave her on a hillside and attempt to spawn another more willing and able to take part in my plan who will allow me to relive my life vicariously through them. They're my children and they have to do what I say. That's how it works, right? I made them. Um, it's amazing how I made them. You wouldn't, I, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Uh, Phoebe has made some important steps up the showbiz ladder already. Not only is her face already on the tour poster, deadpanning impressively to the camera, you will note, but she appeared on stage in a packed theatre at just forty days of uh, a of a uh, forty days old at the end of the Lord of the Dance Settee show at the Norwich Playhouse. She slept through most of it, but she was a real hit with the crowd, which augurs well. Having a baby is great. I recommend you all do it immediately with whoever you're with or the nearest consenting person of the appropriate gender. I can see no doubt downside to that plan whatsoever okay so i'm gonna try and do these podcasts weekly or maybe fortnightly seeing how we go i'll do them on the road if i can um i'm not sure how long they'll be and how many will do but i will keep going as long as i can i'm sorry that the lord of the dance set podcast kind of petered out before the end of the tour uh it is quite it was, well it just turned into being a massive uh time-consuming things. I'm, I'm going to try and keep these uh, as tight as possible. Uh, if you have any questions about happiness, if you have any stories about whether you're happy or you're not happy, if you have any tips on how to be happy, um, then you can email me, herring1967 at gmail.com. Um, if you just any feedback for anything, that will be fine, and uh, we may read out some of your emails. Uh, what things made you happy? Do you think happiness is possible? Is it achievable? I mean, it's, it is quite an ex- interesting subject when you start uh, examining it because you sort of realise, I suppose what I said in that introduction, that ha- being happiness, being happy is its own punishment in a way. Um, I, but I suppose I am. I'm feeling like I, I'm more content with myself and I'm more, uh, I'm more at ease with myself and where I am in the world. I think I've found my place in the world, um, in both work and family and... Uh, and I'm quite content if those things can stay as they are. But, you know, anything can happen. That's the terrible world we live in. Uh, and uh, I, I can always see those fears <laughs> coming along. Um, but anyway, look, I, um, I'll i tell you where I'm coming in the coming weeks. Um, so, And the, unusually, I do have to warn you that uh, the gigs seem to be selling quite well. Uh, often with a Rich Town gig, you can go, oh, I'll leave you to the last minute. <laughs> and just walk up and buy a ticket on the door. And that will probably be fine in Croydon and Stafford. 
Um, but quite a lot of places are sold out. In fact, the, to the rest of the tour, it picks up and starts again on the 3rd of February at Sutton Coldfield, but that's sold out. Uh, the 4th of February, I'm in Leicester, but that's sold out. You can check with the venues to see if there are any returns. All the details are at richtang.com. Uh, if you just go to richtang.com slash gigs or just richtang.com and click on the poster, you can get to the tour dates quite easily. If you want to, don't want to do that, richhang.com slash happy underscore now slash tour. Um, and then on the 11th, 12th and 13th of February, in the Leicester Square Theatre, the 13th is very close to selling out already. I think the 12th will already sell, will, will definitely sell out. So book ahead for those two or come on the Thursday uh, where there should still be some tickets left even on the day. But I'm not... I can't 100% guarantee that. 17th of February in Sheffield. Again, that's the pretty much just selling tickets at the top there now. 18th of February, Leeds City Varieties, which looked pretty much sold out last time I looked. Salford Keys on the 19th, where they were selling restricted view t- tickets, so I think that's nearly sold out. 20th of February, uh, Liverpool, which again, just the back of the balcony is uh, for sale. Uh, and those are all my February gigs. So um, if you, th- I'm coming out to lots of other places. Uh, I'm afraid not right down to Cornwall, not into the north of Scotland. Um... I can only go to the places where I get booked and I didn't want to make this a ma- massive tour so that I can get home and spend some time with my family. So this is only something like 65 dates rather than 100. So, uh, uh, But the most big towns are, are serviced, uh, so do come along if you can. There's lots of exciting stuff coming up this year. If you can't get to the uh, show, uh, you can... Um, you can carry The Less Square Theatre podcast are carrying on and we'll be releasing some... Uh, old ones on video when the the current ones run out and there'll be more in june and july we're really hoping to get as it occurs to me off the ground as a video monthly video well filmed tv quality uh, at least in filming sketch show uh, and there'll be a kickstarter for that coming up and there's quite a lot of other exciting stuff uh, in the pipeline so it feels like things are going in the right direction so thank you for all your support um but if you enjoy all the free podcasts, uh, the tour is where I, if I can make enough money on the tour, then I can afford to do all the podcasts for free. And I think it sort of works for me, that model, uh, that uh, even though I probably do 80% of my <laughs> work for nothing, um, that the podcasts have definitely helped uh, sell more tickets. I hope that's why things are selling so well on this tour. Uh, I suspect it is. And... Um, so that's great. So you know your money will come. Some will, I'll actually get paid for some of the money from this, which is not usually true of most of the podcasts. So uh, thanks for listening. Well, well, this is just an introductory one. I hope you enjoyed it, and there will be back. We'll be back quite soon with more stuff. If you want to email herring one nine six seven at gmail dot com, and uh, you know if you're not feel, if you're feeling depressed, I'll try and cheer you up. Maybe I'll try and think of a joke or something that will cheer you up. Thanks for listening to this and I hope you enjoy this podcast series and I hope it's longer than this one 15 minute long podcast. richardherring.com slash happy underscore now slash tour for all those dates. Go buy tickets, mate!